0: So we got an Instagram question from a listener that asked, how do I overcome jealousy in relationships and insecurity in yourself? What a question. What a question. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Overcoming jealousy and insecurity in yourself. Man, this is uh this is a Dual episode with Greg Clunas and I, we actually didn't know we would get so passionate about this topic. It was funny because at the very beginning of it, we're like, okay, that's, that's a good question. But we actually had quite a bit to say about this. So thank you to our listener who sent in this question. And if you haven't done so yet, you can connect with us over on Discord, Instagram, whatever's your jam. Everything's linked up in the show notes. If you have a mental health question or something you want to see covered in the show, send us a message. Let us know. We'll do our very best to cover it. Now, if you don't know who Greg Clunas is, he is the host of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes and is also a good friend of mine. And we do these episodes together to just kind of pull apart your topics, what you're interested in, like jealousy in relationships, insecurity in yourself. Here we go. If you would have known me 10 years ago, you would have been my friend. I was a hot freaking mess. I was so jealous. I was a very, very jealous person. Mm. Um, I think that was a learned behavior from a really bad relationship. I was in in high school where the guy literally dictated what I wore. He bought me a necklace once with a cross on it. And my mm. shirts weren't allowed to go past the arms of the cross. Oh my um, gosh. I, I had to call him before going to Walmart because he wanted to be on the phone to hear if I talked to anyone. like. It was nuts. So, two years in that. So, coming out of that into normal, healthier relationships, I had a super screwed up narrative around what was right and wrong. I obviously, thank God, grown a lot, and Brian has helped me a lot with it, just kind of providing some security there where I felt like I was comfortable enough to be free. And now that we'd never ever, nothing ever comes up. I mean, I think the most jealous we ever get is I get jealous over Diane Cougar and he gets jealous over Norman Reedus (laughs) and that's about it. But um, I think her, her answer is in her question. Um, Jealousy in relationship is an insecurity with yourself. um, Period. I think if somebody's giving you a reason to be jealous, the fact that you're still with them, it's still an insecurity with yourself because somebody's cheating on you, like going mm. out, whatever, whatever. Why are you with them? It's an insecurity. Yeah. So I think at the root and the heart of it all is your relationship with yourself. Because if you're comfortable in that, you might be shaken here and there. Then I think that's normal. But mm. to really struggle with it where it affects your life, it's not worth it.
1: Yeah. No, I would a hundred thousand percent agree with with all of that. Like similar to you. Like I, beginning of, of my, my relationship with Rachel, like I was very like jealous. And at the time I didn't realize. You didn't
0: buy a necklace, did you?
1: No, no, no. <laughs> I was not controlling. I was just very insecure. Um, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't even necessarily realize. Like I would have said that I, I wasn't. But when I really think back, like there was this period of time where like we, we met, we knew each other, we knew we wanted to be together. Um, but I was going abroad the next semester, we met in uh, junior year of college. Um, so I was going abroad for like six to eight months or something like that. And it just didn't make sense to start a relationship right then knowing that we were going to have to be like I, I was going to Australia it was like halfway, or literally the other side of the earth. So we kept talking. Uh, we knew we wanted to be together. But during this period, like we were single, and we did what single people did. And for once I got back, and and we decided to be in a relationship, like, I would say for the first two to three years, like, that period of time was a problem. Yeah. Like, for, for both of us, really, but like I, I don't speak for my side, like, it was something that we avoided talking about, it was something that, like, we couldn't have any kind of, like, related conversation without in my head, immediately jumping to like, this period of time and like who these people were and blah blah yeah. blah um and when i sit and think about it like listening to you talk about like it really coming from insecurity like that's exactly what it was because yeah. i i went through this period of time um this is going to shock you heather i was not a ladies man in high school <laughs> um, i i I don't like I wasn't there's nothing necessarily wrong with me, but I, I went to a high school where it's not that many people were really interested in me and, and who knows the reasons I have my my guesses, but I won't get into it. But there were a lot of people who decided to sort of like mess with me and like so, some messed up stuff and, and, and it led to a lot of trust issues with like relationships and, and yeah. honestly, if I'm, if I'm being completely open. It led to a lot of trust issues with like women in general, sure. um, which is where a lot of my insecurity in, early in my relationship with Rachel came from. Was this idea in the back of my head that this was just another like someone else just messing with me, like this was gonna like this was just a really long game plan to like screw with my head or something. And it took me years and a lot of therapy and and, and conversations with her and conversations with my family and, and revisiting what I I dealt with to finally get past that and get to a place where like to your, to your point with Brian, like we it literally never comes up. Like we yeah. sit and watch these dumb reality shows, like the bachelor of love Island together. And the entire time we're sitting there talking about who we find hot or not hot. We like, do too. It's, it's <laughs> and we had not... never done that
0: a few years ago. Like I literally
1: couldn't have, <laughs> I couldn't have, it would have ruined my entire day. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But like, it really does just come down to insecurity with yourself. And yeah. who knows where that comes from, maybe it's past trauma, maybe it's it's something you can deal with now something that that therapy could help with. Um, But to Heather's point, if somebody's giving you a legitimate reason to be jealous, and you're still choosing to be with them in hopes that maybe it's not true, that's also coming from insecurity. If somebody is not giving you a reason to be jealous, but you feel jealous about these tiny little things like them having male friends or female friends or whatever it might be, like that's also insecurity. Like it's ultimately on you and something you need to deal with, whether that means you you get to a place where you can leave the relationship or you get to a place where you can be in the relationship you still have to deal with it.
0: A hundred percent. You know, um, digging into just how to get secure with yourself, because we identify, we think that's really the root issue of it all. Um, you know, I could honestly say it hasn't been until the past few years that I've really identified that I wasn't comfortable being alone and mm. being liking myself. Because I think when we get jealous of other people, it's like we're putting our worth and our value in what they think of us and their approval of us and their dependency on us and their need for us. And that's the source of it. And identifying like I've got to be the source of, you know, my own security where I'm okay. If Brian, and I, hear what I'm saying, like it would really hurt I me. Mean, he's the father of my kids. Of and we've been together. a little If he left me, I would not be destroyed. Like mm-hmm. I would be pissed for a good minute and be a hot mess for a while and probably eat. Gain some weight. But at the end of the day, I know I would bounce back and I would be okay. And I feel like until I've gotten to that point, it's like nothing can shake my core and my foundation because my foundation isn't dependent on someone else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, Brian and I've talked about that a lot. And sometimes he's like, well, what do you mean? You don't love me and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not that. It's just I've got to get to that point because otherwise the ups and the downs and, you know, whatever, it's a, it's a very unhealthy unhealthy place to be. Um, but it feels really good. I will say being on the other side of it, which i never in the million years thought that we would be where we're at right now, where it literally never comes up. I mean, he goes to lunch all the time with some of his friends who are female. I go on trips and I have guy friends, all this stuff. And it never comes up. It ne- mm-hmm. And it feels really good because it feels like for the first time, you know, we're really ourselves and free there's just this weird depth and security. So it's really interesting because I thought controlling and being in a controlled environment would make me feel more secure, but it's like releasing that control and being free mm-hmm. to be yourself feels so much safer than the other way.
1: Yeah. And ultimately I think that is what it comes down to because like we've had to that that was the transition for us as well, getting to that place where we both know and we talk about it. Like we both know it would devastate us if for some yeah. reason it, it ended, but we're going to be fine. We're yeah. both individually going to be fine. We're going to live perfectly great lives and, and be happy and find other yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was getting to that place where not only could we feel that for ourselves, but we could admit that to each other. Yeah. Because I also think that a big part of, if, if there's anything I've learned from being in this relationship for nearly 10 years now, like a big part of it is Waking up and choosing to be with each other. It's not about like, Oh, I need this person or like this has, this is the love of my life. One true soulmate, blah, blah, blah. It's I'm choosing this person because I want to be with this person and all of their flaws and all of their positives and yada, yada, yada. And because it's a choice that we're both making every day, it also feels far more secure than like we have to do this.
0: Yeah. So what are what are the steps that we can take to get here? Because for me, I don't really know of any steps, Brian. I think we just I think we fought so much about different things and just wrestled through it. We got to the yep. other end and we were just too tired <laughs> to <laughs> to wrestle about it anymore. And now we just don't care and I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I will know my own personal development wrestling through with somebody who you've made a choice to just stick it out with. And also, too, I think being around some people who are really happy in their marriage and seeing what's possible—I <laughs> mm. don't know any other steps than that. Did y'all yeah. take I, any? I
1: think we ha- we've taken steps together as far as like building a stronger relationship. But I, I honestly think this is an individual thing. Like I think I too. for us, it's like she's been in therapy for years. I've been in therapy on and off for years. Um, we're both actively pursuing our own careers, both actively making sacrifices to to like build a life that we want. We're just choosing to sort of do that together um and I think the more that you have an individual identity in your relationship that you bring to the table as opposed to your identity being very good. determined by your relationship, like that's where that self-confidence and reassurance comes from is knowing who you are separate from Come the on. relationship. But I think you only get there by actively working on yourself, whether that means therapy, personal development, like mental health, like listening to podcasts like ours, like there, there's so much you can do. But I think it really is just that process. And over the, the course of, of years, you do that. You do that in conjunction with your partner. And eventually you do get to a place where like you feel comfortable in your own skin.
0: Yep. That reminds me, Esther... Perel, he said something along the lines once of, you know, like our partners, we always want to make them like our best friends, our counsels, our (laughs) coaches, our financial advisors, advisors, your lover, like you you want... (laughs) You want them to be like
1: babysitters are cleaner, Like they're literally everything.
0: They're everything. And she was saying it's like it's such a, you know, pressure and unhealthy position to put them as your everything when you need outlets for other stuff. Mm Kind of like to your point, like a sense of identity and purpose and other friendships and all that. And that actually increases your intimacy with your partner because there's a level of mystery there. Because if, you know, Rachel goes out and does stuff, you go out and you do your own thing, you come together, you actually have tangible things Mm -hmm. to bring to the table, which adds an element of still mystery and intrigue, which kind of adds that what's what does she always say? Not intimacy. I don't know. She uses all these weird words. I thought that was an interesting
1: point. at hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that that's honestly spot on because, like, we both individually, like to your point, like she goes out, she she's doing her PhD program right now. She goes to school every day and meets her friend group and talks to her people yep. and learns her things, and she grows a little bit as a person every single day, separate from me, like growth yes. that I know nothing about. Yep. And in the work I'm doing and the social life I have, like I'm growing a little bit every day, separate from her. And every day we meet each other and we're slightly different people than we were the morning that we woke up and we get to sort of like re-meet that part of, of, of the person yeah. and like build a new relationship with this new person that like it, it just becomes something that I think to your, to, to your point, to Esther's point, like it keeps the, the intimacy fresh, but it exactly. also like keeps your like individual self growing and, and improving.
0: Yep. We had a lot to say about that, Greg. Do you have anything? I'm anything actually
1: kind of, of shocked. <laughs>
0: I love what Greg said. The more you have an individual identity that you bring to the table as opposed to an identity being determined by your relationship, that's where self-confidence and reassurance comes from. Amen. Amen. Now, listen, y'all, whether it is holding your breath for your mental health, having playtime to reduce your anxiety or getting over your insecurity and jealousy, not for anybody else, but for you. We just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy.